0: Hello, my name is Ashley Peterson. I'm the social media editor for The Uproar, and you are listening to Uproar Radio on 88.5 FM WCUG. The COVID-19 pandemic has taken a toll on every aspect of life, but it has had an especially strong impact on the world of life performance. Allie Kent, the Director of Audience Development at the Springer Opera House, came on the show to tell us how the Columbus Theatre has adapted to this last year. So how has the pandemic affected the Springer and live theatre in general?
1: Well, it's definitely been a challenge, you know, just like for everyone else globally right now. Um, But it's one that we've tried to adapt to as best we possibly can. Um, I believe we've had at least Plan A through at least uh, W, it seems like, this past season. We were in the middle of the very first weekend of the run of Singing in the Rain last year, last March, when uh, we had to shut down. Of course, at that point, nobody knew what was going on, right? But the Springer staff, at that time, we just wanted to stay busy and try to be as helpful as we can, you know, not only for the community, but also for each other. So at that point, we began working with um, Sandy Dawson, who's our costume designer, and we partnered with Piedmont Regional Health and started making masks for their patients. So we did that, at least I think we did that starting in March, maybe the beginning of April last year all the way through summer. We had like a little um, assembly line in one of our rehearsal studios and that kept us busy for quite a while, at least until we were trying to figure out what the next step for theater was going to be. Between shutdown through July, we met countless times to decide what was going to happen with live theater, all the while keeping up with local numbers and and CDC guidances. Uh, So it was, uh, it's definitely been challenging and, but uh, I feel like we're doing a really good job at trying to at least keep up with uh, uh, staying creative and putting some content out in the world, hopefully that at least makes people smile.
0: And what have those steps look like, um, you know, as you said, from the shutdown to where we are now?
1: Well, you know, originally we were hoping to be back in in the theater. Again, we were making those masks through I think like August of last year. Our seasons generally start in September. Uh, We were supposed to open last season with Spamalot. But at that point, numbers were really high in the community. So we had to cancel that and decided to do outdoor theater for our very first time with the opening of Evil Dead the Musical last October. So that was our kind of our first stint into outdoor theater. It was very challenging, but we learned a lot. It was also a lot of fun. I mean, that was a really great show to kind of be our first show after the shutdown. And our audiences were really receptive. They were just ready to be back and and watch live theater, to get out of the house, to get out of their uh, bubbles. So we put a lot of thought and effort into uh, making safety, the number one priority with that very first show, and that's our number one priority. The safety of our patrons, our staff, our actors is the very first thing we consider when planning events.
0: We started talking about all of the specific changes that the Springer has implemented in the interest of safety. We have a very rigorous
1: cleaning policy and uh, schedule. We're cleaning all of the, the surfaces at first actually for Evil Dead the musical, we were asking people to bring their own chairs. we kind of changed that now, now with outdoor theater happening now, we provide chairs. But we're cleaning those chairs, we're cleaning any surfaces that any patrons may um, come in contact with, restrooms, where we've got hand sanitizers every few feet. We're making sure that um, there's plenty of physical distancing between parties and seating. We're taking temperatures as people come into the venue, uh, making sure that we've got a very lenient refund policy. So if people aren't feeling well, we want them to know that they can buy with assurance, knowing that if they get sick or a family member gets sick, they can get their money back or they can exchange tickets for another
0: performance.
1: um, Because we really want people to take care of themselves and, again, keep that a priority.
0: Right. And how has The Springer also gone about protecting their performers and the people behind the scenes?
1: We've had an amazing partnership with IACT Health, who has been providing all of our COVID testing for all of our uh, in-house performers and performers in all the shows. So they do have to have, I believe, weekly tests uh, just to make sure everybody's staying healthy. Uh, We do have actors and actor apartments here in the Springer Opera House, so everyone has to be tested. We have to take temperatures every day on your way into rehearsals. Everyone's still wearing masks in rehearsals, still keeping up with all of the guidelines that we ask of our patrons. We're keeping that as
0: well here um, at the Springer uh, with our staff and our guest artists. What has changed, you know, since Evil Dead opening to now where, as you mentioned, you know, patrons no longer have to bring their own chairs. What else has shifted as you have learned more over this process? Well, we're still
1: learning. (laughs) We've learned a lot. But, you know, there's quite a difference in, you know, having a show here in the theater than outside. Um, Mainly, of course, keeping (laughs) up with the weather. We've unfortunately had to uh, cancel some shows. We had to cancel the very first day, the very first opening day of Click, Button Moo last weekend. We were thinking we may have to do it again this Saturday, but it looks like the weather is going to be great. So we of course have to pay a lot of attention to the weather. Um, our new festival stage actually was built that we didn't have last fall for uh, Evil Dead. So we've upped our, our game as far as our stage and our lighting. Our sound booth is actually out there; it's semi permanent. So it actually looks a little bit more like a venue than it did a parking lot last October. Um, We've had to nix some vinyl dress rehearsals because of bad weather. And then of course, building outdoors with the springtime weather where we've had thunderstorms just about every other week for the past month. It's just a lot of challenge and a lot of um, extra hours and late nights. Um, building sessions and rehearsals just to actually get a show up and running. So just the outdoor environments themselves have been challenging. But other than that, you know, it's, it's, I feel like we did uh, the best we could last October. We are improving our game every possible chance we can and listening to our patrons, making sure that they're having a good time. And if there's any suggestions that people have to make their stay more enjoyable or safer, we we're always game and up to hearing uh, opinions. And advice.
0: Could you speak a little bit to the audience response and just the patron response to outdoor theater and the Springer's response to COVID-19?
1: I'm going to reference back to Evil Dead. <laughs> I worked the opening night of Evil Dead the musical. Now, Evil Dead is not something I think, I think people were actually kind of shocked when the Springer did the show. It's definitely edgy. <laughs> it's not traditional in any way. Just a lot of fun. And I was really surprised with how our patrons perceived, like they were so excited just to be back at the Springer and to um, be enjoying live theater with their fellow theater goers. So most people have just been ecstatic about being back. I know we're all looking forward to actually getting back inside the Springer. I was just walking around the theater um, yesterday and I'm like, man, I just having shows in here. There's nothing like being inside the Springer Opera House. But right now we still have the spirit of the Springer. It's outside at the Springer Outdoor Theater Festival in that parking lot and people are really having a wonderful time. Our patrons have been just so excited to be back that they don't mind the extra hassle of you know waiting in line in order to get into the venues. We take their temperature. As we um, distance folks and and we're seating people and making sure there's plenty of seats, <laughs> I mean room around each other, they've just been very patient, and so that's been really wonderful that they've had that that kind of response. We're really lucky that our community has been so supportive.
0: It's impossible to predict COVID-19 and you know the course of a pandemic, but looking forward, what Do we think right now the Springer's future looks like as far as outdoor theater? Just moving forward, what do we think that we're looking at?
1: Well, a number of our staff members have already been vaccinated, um, and we are hoping the community joins in on that so we can move on and move back indoors. Right now, actually, we have decided to have Curious George, which was our final show of the Outdoor Theater Festival, um, it was scheduled for May 28th through June 13th. We've decided to actually move that indoors. So that actually is gonna be our very first show indoors. It will be in the McClure Theater, The Dot, where we will, I think the, the limit there is 150 people. Again, we're gonna ask people to wear masks. It will be a requirement. We will be continuing to take people's temperatures. We will be continuing to um, seat people, groups of um, people distant from other groups. So we're gonna continue those guidelines until we're told otherwise <laughs> by the CDC. We're gonna continue with those rigorous cleaning schedules indoors of the new theater. And so it looks to me as if next fall, when we open our season, we're gonna be back indoors at the Springer. You know, that's, that's the plan and that's where it looks like we're heading. And um, mentally that's where we're preparing here at the Springer is to be back indoors.
0: Before I let Allie get back to work at the Springer, I asked her if there was anything else she wanted to talk about.
1: Well, just if, if you know of uh, any arts organizations here in town, I know people are trying to put on events to support your local arts organizations. Everyone's been struggling. Uh, we've been very lucky to have such a wonderful group of supporters here at the Springer who have helped us keep afloat during this time, but just to... to to look out for your other fellow artists and arts organizations and check on them and, and of course support them and we are going to have a virtual season announcement Let's see i believe it's monday may 10th at 7 p.m we're going to have that airing uh, or streaming from our facebook page and our website so we are excited we are planning that 150th season hoping to be back indoors at the springer and have things back to normal <laughs> as best we can. So look out for that. And of course, come out and uh, experience some live theater at the Springer Outdoor Theater Festival. We've got three more shows outdoors this weekend. We've got Click, Clack, Moo closing on this Sunday. Then we've got uh, Theater for the Very Young, Planes, Trains, and Things That Go Zoom come in May 1st through the 8th. And then Best Little Whorehouse in Texas opens later this month, April 29th through may 8th but uh yeah just check out our website at springeroperhouse.org to see what all we have going on
0: thank you so much for coming on today it was really great and i hope that this will really you know inform the community about how live theater is evolving we are
1: trying our best and we appreciate the support and thank you so much for having me on actually and letting us talk about springer
0: Thank you to Allie Kent for joining us to give a peek behind the curtain at outdoor theater in the time of COVID-19. You can find more information about the Springer Opera House on their website, springeroperahouse.org. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Uproar Radio. We hope you'll join us again next Monday at noon. For more information about the Uproar, you can visit our social media handles, Uproar CSU, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. UPROW Radio is produced in cooperation with the student staff of WCUG Radio and the CSU Department of Communication. Thank you to Department Chair Dr. Dana Gibson and WCUG Faculty Advisor Dr. Bruce Getz, and to UPROW Faculty Advisor Joe Miller. Engineer for this episode is Show Irokawa. You can listen to our show and more online by searching for our call letters, WCUG. I'm Ashley Peterson. Stay curious. And you've been listening to Uproar Radio.